the epistle of john calvin whether it be lawful for a christian man to communicate or be partaker of the mass of the papists without offending god and his neighbour or not by john calvin this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the man to whom ye gave commission required us to write your advice how ye might keep you from staining yourself among so many spots of superstitions as in the stead of the pure and true service of god have gotten place in the church there with you as for me i suppose it shall be sufficient to declare you my mind briefly also not hiding from you what other men do think in the mean season considering that there is some variance in this behalf the same that other men would either deny or wink at stand i at no doubt to affirm namely that i utterly do not subscribe unto their opinion so that at the least by this my simple confession ye may understand that it shall be far from all feignedness whatsoever i will say but this one thing will i heartily pray you that in hearing me speak of variant ye will not be sore offended as though ye might have no thing of us but that is wrapped with controversies for as ye shall hear there is very little variance between us they pondering how dangerous a thing it is to snare men's consciences in religion dare not condemn aught no unlawful that may by any means be excused moreover when they consider how many grievous ways they be oppressed on every side which live in that captivity of babylon they must needs favour them in some things lest that if they should be too importune upon them it might utterly discomfort such as else have a good zeal and be endued with a right fear of god but i contrariwise do hold that it cannot be too straitly kept which the lord hath bound by his word and that the godly ought not to flatter themselves in evil things lest they be careless in remaining therein nevertheless i do not deny but that both the same their reasons are very good they also grant me gladly mine objection but it cometh to pass i cannot tell how that while they are too fervent upon their considerations methink they are too merciful they also judge me too cruel while i remit nothing verily there is nothing that i am more loath to do than to swerve how little soever it be from the mind of such men as the whole church hath worthily in high estimation and whom i privately have in reverence with all my heart only of their goodness let them grant me this to receive nothing against the judgment of my conscience first without any controversy we all agree in this that a christian man is bound not only to worship god spiritually in his heart but also to testify the same outwardly for as god hath consecrated our soul together with the body unto himself so should his glory appear in both as st paul saith they do but fable therefore that affirm it to be sufficient if a man keep the pureness of religion inwardly and that god regardeth not outward things so that the mind remain whole and yet notwithstanding we do not require of every one an open confession of his faith but that a godly man nevertheless endeavour himself to profess that worship of the only god and christ which is commended unto us in his word again we have not appointed this profession with certain limits save only that every man according to the measure of his understanding faculty and as occasion is offered him do in any wise apply himself to sanctify the name of god wherefore in this matter we must handle more with exhortations than with determinable rulers for as the faithful neither may nor ought to be constrained to any certain rule so do they favour themselves too much 
if but in part only and that slenderly they use the worship of god and follow not still upon it continually and with diligent labour as long as they live let every man therefore be diligent and constant in forcing himself and let him not leave off till he have specially persuaded himself in this that he omit no occasion of glorifying god but one thing we affirm precisely that they which receive such usages as are notable in manifest ungodliness do swerve from that profession of faith which all christian men owe unto their lord foreseeing that the lord hath instituted ceremonies whereby we may be exercised toward the sincere worshipping of him verily like as in practising the same we testify ourselves to be the worshippers of the living god even so in using such other as have the appearance either of idolatry or superstition we both dishonour the name of god and defile ourselves for they finally remain undefiled that neither bow their knee unto baal neither kiss his hand nor swear with their tongue by any other name than by the name of the living god in these things we do not vary but when we come to discern ungodly usages from such as be good and according to religion there we somewhat vary wherein yet i grant them this that some usages there be which either came up of a little superstition or else are degenerate into some superstition from their good original the observing whereof were not to be reprehended if it lacked superstition as for example they that first lighted candles at the table of the lord swerved somewhat from the pureness of the gospel bringing in a ceremony which yet being good was at the coming of christ abrogated with other parcels of the jewsdom yet the same affliction of comeliness as fond as it is when it proceedeth not to ungodliness there is no offence of god in observing it other things were well institute which through abuse are swerved from their truth which i permit the godly also to observe so that the abuse be not fallen to manifest idolatry nevertheless as conserving them both it were verily to be desired that they were either wholly abolished or else plainly that they were reformed but because that lieth not in a private man's hand let him not refuse to follow the custom received in his church which custom by right he had rather were taken away or else reformed let him not refuse it i say if he be brought to it by necessity but as long as he may without offence let him refrain from it that by his rare using thereof he may declare that he doth not greatly allow it here now i am constrained to descend from certain learned men whom i else esteem as fathers because that among this sort they reckon the high mass and certain other such ceremonies for they esteem it to proceed of the supper of the lord though it be diversely stained and polluted and yet do they not deny but that the opinions which are of it be wicked and against god such as a godly heart ought to abhor nevertheless they judge that a private man is to be excused which while he may not have the supper of the lord purely ministered doth not refuse it torn and rent as it is but i cannot be brought to esteem it for the supper though the authors thereof do colour the name of it never so much for jeroboam also would that the calves which he set up should seem to be instruments of the jews religion and the same verily was done contrary to the lord's commandment so that it was no more lawful to offer there than to do sacrifices unto the idols of the heathen considering therefore that i esteem the mass for a very abomination which after no otherwise is decked with the name of the holy supper than as an angel of satan transfigureth himself into an angel of light i cannot see under what pretence a godly man being illuminated with god's word may have it in reverence as a pure ceremony of god 
for over and besides that it is manifest that christ with the holy ministration of his supper is there had in derision a devout conscience will not presume to apply unto it the promises that were given unto the supper neither availeth the excuse which some men bring in that a godly man and such one as feareth god cometh not save only to be partakers of the prayers and sacraments with the faithful but abhorreth from all the ungodly acts which there are executed and in the secret affection of his heart doth hate the things that he openly cannot improve for he only avoideth idolatry that refraineth from the sacrifices of idols the mass verily is an idol set up in the temple of god when thou therefore art at it thou standest before the simple and givest very evil example for they think thou worshippest whatever abomination is in the mass i will stand no longer in this matter when paul to the corinthians doth sufficiently declare that he is a partaker of the cup of devils which although he do it without conscience of superstition only by outward example meddleth with profane usages and moreover that he is guilty of blood because he confirmeth the error of the ignorant by his example whereas it is alleged that there with you the church is whose communion is not utterly to be excluded that argument also is easily dissolved for the church is taken sundry ways therefore according to the diverse estimation thereof we must prudently discern after what sort the church of yours is to be reputed as for me verily i believe that the catholic church is scattered abroad in all such places as are kept under through the tyranny of the pope foreseeing that the apostle doth testify that god cannot repent him of his calling as he gathereth of the jews that they shall never depart wholly from the grace of god which are once received into the inviolable covenant even so may we reason now that among all nations to whomsoever the lord hath appointed the eternal covenant of the gospel the power thereof remaineth still yea they have baptism also a scale of the covenant which can yet through the unthankfulness and unfaithfulness of man cannot the will of the lord be hundred but it must forth wherefore we conclude that the lord hath always had and yet hath his elect whose salvation is sealed with such a seal of baptism as is neither vain nor without any undoubted strength and because baptism is a sacrament of the church the lord would that the calling upon his name and some appearance of the ministration should still remain there but as concerning the very proper beauty of the church such as is expressed unto us in the scripture that do not i knowledge to be the congregations of the papistry the church is it whom christ commanded to obey and hearken unto but why even because it is the pillar and establishment of the truth as for those they are the nests of errors and heresies which by all means go about to overthrow the word of god and set up idolatry in the stead of god's true worship yea all kinds of abomination in the place of true godliness finally i judge her to be such a shape of the church as was among the israelites after that jeroboam had set up a temple and the calves contrary to the word of the lord for wickedly all things were perverted among them yet for the honour of circumcision the lord vouchsafed to grant the people the name of a church and therefore by ezekiel he called them his children that came of them but would not the prophets therefore have granted that any man might have worshipped in bethel under that pretence because the church was there thus ye see now how far we agree and how great diversity is between us this do certain and godly men require of a christian man as well as i first that he serve god with the inward pureness of his heart and then with outward exercises of godliness to testify the worship of the spirit this profession do we think to consist in two parts in the confession of the tongue and in holy observances
in declaring your faith we can prescribe you no measure but that according to your vocation ye seek all occasions that the name of god may be sanctified by you but specially ye must labour to have your household well taught in religion for the lord in making you ruler over your children and servants hath not only put you in trust with them that ye should govern them in their duties of civility but also to bring them up in godliness touching the second part we think thus that all such ceremonies as do contain either manifest idolatry or open ungodliness are contrary to the profession of that religion which a godly man is bound unto wherefore the worshipping of images and selling of masses that a man should buy them with money and such other like things we plainly disallow and in this are not godly and learned men against me that it is also a christian man's duty to eschew those ceremonies which sprang of error and covetousness and saints holy days where there is nothing that resembleth or is like the holy antiquity of the church but many things are there profane and impure for the word of god is there shamefully and miserably perverted and prayers there be which are either fond and unsavoury or else full of blasphemies under the same kind do we comprehend pardons brotherhoods or fraternities holy water and such like whose beginning hath not been allowable and the abuse yea the very use of them doth plainly rob god of his honour now have we to speak of such as to pertain nigh to the keeping of the communion of christian fellowship concerning the which my conscience will not suffer me to be of like opinion with those right virtuous and excellent men for they judge that men ought not to forsake the communion of a congregation wherein the covenant of the lord remaineth and where his name is called upon their counsel is therefore that men specially on the sundays do participate with them in prayers because that then commonly the people assemble for this intent to call upon god and the prayers which are made be the more pure because they are of the old church they counsel men also to be present at the mass as at the lord's supper which how wonderfully soever it be defiled deformed rent asunder on every side corrupt and polluted with wicked opinions yet by means of the certainty of god's promises it remaineth the supper for the faithful nevertheless in the mean season they enjoin two things that as oft as a christian man goeth to the mass while he himself may not reform the abominations that there appear he here there is a lacuna in the text of god by his prayers a reformation thereof and that then to his poor as occasion requireth he doth his diligence that he seem not to consent into idolatry nor to such rites or usages as do rob god of his honour but that he may be perceived to seek god and his pure worship and utterly to refuse all such things as are contrary to his gospel a certain godly and learned man addeth moreover how that he wisheth that the same person whosoever he be should communicate at the table whereby he may the better testify that he seeketh there the supper of the lord but i would wish verily with all my heart that the servant of christ should reverently take whatsoever he seeth there appertaining to his lord so that he defile himself with any uncleanness notwithstanding because i see no way whereby the filthiness of satan might be separated from the holy ceremonies of our lord and saviour jesus christ I can in no wise suffer the outward exercises of religion to be had in such price that the temple which is dedicated unto God should be stained with idolatry. Wherefore, if ye can there use the things appertaining unto Christ, so that ye join yourself to no wicked and ungodly ceremonies, I will gladly grant it you. Else I can in no wise be brought to give you leave for to do that which in my judgment is clearly against the profession of a Christian man. How then will ye say, must i not then other change my dwelling or else despair 
that do not i so precisely require nevertheless my desire is that ye daily call yourself unto an account and cast with yourself earnestly how far from rendering unto god the worship that ye owe him and this may ye bemoan the misery of your captivity unto him which only can amend it and entreat him by your continual prayers that he will restore liberty unto his people and renew his holy city wherein pure and sincere sacrifices of praise or thanksgiving may be offered up unto him for it is no small scourge of the lord that ye are constrained to serve strange gods therefore must ye neither minish it with vain consolations nor favour yourself in so great infirmity wherefore see that ye have always in mind what miserable case ye stand in that ye may with the more earnest desire go about to be rid of it such an humble mind will not the lord forsake but either make some way of final deliverance or else succour you through his mercy farewell the lord bless you and your household amen laus dei End of the Epistle of John Calvin, whether it be lawful for a Christian man to communicate or be partaker of the mass of the papists without offending God and his neighbour, or not, by John Calvin.